You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. You're listening to episode 70. Today on the show, I'm joined by Leela Kalani. Leela is an amazing phone healing guide and she works with yonis. She's a bodywork practitioner who works with women in all realms of sacred and sexual healing and soul embodiment. As we're going through this episode, you can go check her out on Instagram at padmini underscore yoni. That's spelled P-A-D-M-I-N-I underscore yoni. She's got a background in training as a birth doula, is a yoni massage practitioner, fertility massage therapist, and a holistic pelvic care provider. It is Leela's passion to hold spaces of sacredness and safety where all parts of her clients are invited to be expressed and celebrated without fear, shame, or judgment. She loves witnessing and guiding others to truly come home to themselves and connect with their soul's purpose to vibrate throughout this world. This episode is all about yoni shame to sexual pleasure and bliss. We talk about some really beautiful topics and we make them fun too, including delving into shame around our yonis, the appearance of our yonis and our labias. We talk about the deep sense of alignment with your yoni and how to create one, the energy that could be potentially stored, maybe even trauma stored in your yoni. And is this affecting your sensual and sexual expression? Could this be contributing to menstrual cycle challenges or a expressions that you have throughout your particular cycle. We also open up the topic on yoni massage and how a yoni massage works with a yoni massage practitioner. And Leela gives us her three steps to reconnecting with your yoni. These are beautiful steps, easy to do, and you can start doing them today. So if you're looking at clearing out your cycle, feeling more connected, opening up your womb and yoni and delving into deep sense of alignment, this is the episode for you. Before we jump into it, I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. Well Women Academy is a weekly membership where together we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only, self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, video, audio, and guided home study. Led by myself and other pioneering guest teachers, together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and lots more. This is your chance to join an international supportive community of women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's like no other in the world. Not to mention, it's cheaper than your daily coffee fix. Learn more and join us at wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's W E L. S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. Leela, welcome to the show. Now, I'm feeling really blessed to have you join us today. So welcome. Thank you. It's really beautiful to be here. I'm really excited to talk all things Yoni. And Mm. before we do, tell us what day of your cycle are you on and what are you checking in with today? So I believe I'm on day 25. My cycles have been pretty crazy lately. I've I've been doing a lot of deep inner work and emotional clearing. So 
yeah, they've, they've been changing up a little bit, but today what I'm, mm, what am I checking in with? Yeah. Today there's been this theme around like just feeling the connection between my, my womb and my yoni and like the longings of my heart. So I've been like, yeah, really creative this morning, which feels really exciting. And yeah, feeling like my, my moon's about to come pretty soon and just excited to go inward and yeah, be with that. Beautiful. It sounds mm-hmm. as though you're definitely in that inner autumn phase mm-hmm. where you're like, let's get everything done. I'm going to put everything <laughs> out so that I can really turn inward so that as soon as I start bleeding and menstruating, I'm ready to just drop into that, which is beautiful. Exactly. And it's like raining outside and I got a lot, like nice stash of like ceremonial cacao to keep me going when I start bleeding. So I'm so excited. <laughs> Delicious. Like mm-hmm. it, couldn't, it couldn't be better even, even if right? you <laughs> so tell us, I know, I know that you are a feminine healing guide and you work mm. with yonis, but <laughs> what is it that a yoni worker does as a feminine healing guide? So tell us a little mm. bit about that and how you got into it. Amazing. Yeah. So it's been quite an exciting and bizarre journey when I look back over the last few years and kind of feel into how I have gotten to the place I am with my business and with my offerings and yeah, I mean, as a feminine healing guide, what, what excites me is really supporting women to be deeply in tune with their bodies, with their cycles, with their emotions, and not just kind of, yeah, at first it really started off around, around sexuality and, okay, let's reclaim our sensuality and our pleasure, but now it feels like, cool, how do we really reclaim that and bring and bring that through us for something bigger so how do we have this deep sense of alignment with our yoni and our base and our animal center and then also with our womb and our creativity and then with our hearts and then also with our soul and trying to tune into how we can utilize life force to actually execute our our soul's purpose in the world so yeah it's taken different flavors and expressions over the years so at first it was it was more doula work that really inspired me to start looking into the feminine mysteries and and reading up around childbirth and training to be a birth doula and supporting a birth and feeling like that was my calling, like doing spiritual midwifery and then, and then listening a little deeper and feeling, Oh, actually sexuality is something I'm so passionate about and really supporting women to move through shame and guilt and fear and trauma around their sexuality and around their, their yonis, which for anyone that doesn't know is the Sanskrit term used to describe a woman's genitals and womb. And that's a place that I'm sure many of your listeners know we as women hold on to a lot of energy and, and trauma and kind of, yeah, collective conditioning as well. So, so yeah, then my work started to look at, okay, how do we start to clear out some of that through different um, offerings and practices, including internal pelvic massage and different rituals like yoni steaming and, and also through some online work of supporting women through different processes, processes to start clearing any, any energy that they might be holding there that they're wanting to release. Um, and yeah, now, now I've been during this period of, um, isolation and, and, um, yeah, this, this time that kind of COVID swept through the planet of 
having this invitation to really look inward and feel, okay, how, where does my offering actually want to go now? Like it feels like so much has changed in the last year in my own life and my work often reflects that. So now it feels like it's heading more in a direction of um, also soul embodiment and soul purpose and service and supporting women to really, yeah, have this sense of alignment with all the different energy centers so that they can really tap into their essence and, and bring that through into the world. So, yeah, that was a quite a bit of information there, but um, yeah, I, <laughs> I came across. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I was actually thinking, um, like, I know what a doula is, but you said like, mm. stuff. You said that was the beginning of your journey. Just quickly. Mm-hmm. What is a doula for, for people who are listening and are like, huh, what? <laughs> mm, yeah. So, so a doula is um, basically translates from Greek to a woman who serves. So it's a woman that um, traditionally was there during childbirth to support, um, support a woman on more of an energetic and spiritual side. Whereas like a midwife is more there for the, for the practical side of delivering the baby. A doula is more of the person that's supporting the woman and her partner to um, have the most holistic and, you know, peaceful birth possible. I had, I witnessed one of my best friends um, for her first child had a doula and it was the Mm. most beautiful experience. I wasn't there for the birth itself, but just the process before and after Mm -hmm. um, was really beautiful. And I know for me, that's definitely something I'll be tapping into. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. I'm really interested in learning a lot more about the yoni and healing Mm. and energy and trauma. So let's, let's dive into the question around how does the body, aka the yoni or the womb mm. space, yeah. store energy and trauma. Mm. And then when that happens, how does that impact a woman? So let's start by how um, the trauma and energy can be stored in the yoni. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, our bodies um, hold imprints of every experience we've been through. And this has been, you know, scientifically proven that not only from our own life experience, but also from you know, the experience of our ancestors and, and like those who have come before us that we actually, yeah, the energy and, and trauma passes down seven generations. So yeah, for people that are more interested in that, you can look into like the science of epigenetics, but also on an energetic level, it's looking at how, yeah, the cells of our body are really um, receptive to store energy from, from particularly stressful experiences we have. And because we aren't taught how to let go of that so you know like in the wild for example an animal that's being hunted will um you know when they're getting chased and they can outrun the predator for example and then after they they do that they'll shake their body or do something to kind of release that energy but because we've we've forgotten that as the collective we've forgotten how to how to release and let go we're often carrying these these imprints of traumatic experiences we've been through and when that continues to build and build and build we end up you know living lives where we're really not tapped into our life force let alone our pleasure and as as women our yonis are the most receptive part of our body to hold on to this so if you even imagine the tissues of, of the inside of your vagina, you know, it's literally like this spongy, incredible tissue. Um, Isn't it? So, yeah, it's, mm. it's like a sponge. So it's like you imagine, you know, anything stressful or traumatic happening there, it's literally soaking it up into those, into those cells and into the cellular memory. So, you know, that could be 
something to do with um, sexual abuse, that could be a traumatic childbirth, that could be, you know, being penetrated before you're totally ready, like because we're also not taught as women how to, how to listen to our bodies when, when that moment might be or when we are feeling, you know, ready for penetration. It could be from, you know, something that's happened with a medical practitioner and just like these subtle, like they can be extreme things of like huge breaches of consent, but also really subtle things like when we might have like, you know, penetrated ourselves before we're fully ready. So the the spectrum of of trauma is quite vast. And, and I, I don't think that there's any woman that hasn't experienced some sort of, of experience of contraction in, in her genitals. Um, and yeah, so, so for that reason, like tension um, can start to build and this ultimately becomes, yeah, a blockage to a woman's life force. So, yeah, I've seen, I've seen women that, you know, they might have pain during intercourse or they might just feel totally numb or disconnected. So there's, there's so many different ways this can manifest um, yeah. And it, and it depends on a woman's body and, and for other women, you know, this works really in, important, I think, just because we've been disconnected from our pleasure for so long as women and really not educated about it or empowered to really tap into our pleasure. So even if, even if there are women that are having, you know, really incredible sex or feel a lot of pleasure, I feel like there's always, there's always more that we can be diving into. So that's why it's really exciting because I feel having a really deep connection to our yonis and our wombs is something that's beneficial for everyone. Yeah. I could not agree more. I think mm. when, you, when you mentioned about the layers, I was actually just talking about this with my partner the other week, mm. is that having the like sexual layers in like sexual expression along with sensual expression, mm. it's kind of like an onion. You just keep pulling back the layers mm-hmm. no matter how much work you feel like you've done, there's always more work to be done. Yeah. And the um, one of my yoga teachers says that we stay on this earth plane until our work is done. Mm. And so if you're here, you're, there's still work to be done. Even if you feel like you've done all your work, I hate to break <laughs> the news to you, but uh-huh. there's going to be more work to come. Yeah. So let's um, that's like, that was really, really great. I'm glad that you expanded on like the different types of trauma, because I feel that a lot of women put trauma in a box and you can confirm this um, or let me know if it's not mm-hmm. true but put trauma in the box in the sense of some kind of sexual trauma as opposed to the trauma of maybe I just had a traumatic birth or maybe I actually once when I was, you know, 17, 19, 20, 22, had a really bad sexual experience and I kind of mentally I've forgotten about it, but subconsciously Mm -hmm. like my body's still holding on to that. So I know that the deeper you go through your sexual expression and that doesn't mean sex, that just means all of you the more you can un- unpack. And I know that like even me sometimes in the middle of like sex, literally, you know, I can have an orgasm and then break out into tears mm-hmm. as, I'm, as I'm getting through the different layers. And I'm like, fuck, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So let's talk about yeah. with, um, with tension and, you know, our, our yonis really being that sponge, like you said, and holding on to mm. tension. Firstly, how does that affect our menstrual cycle, if at all? Wow. Can I, can I go back one, one yes, point quickly to like trauma in a box? Because yeah. I, I'd love let's, to just like share a little bit. Okay, around, let's talk about trauma in the box because <laughs> there's so many topics um, we could talk about. I go, know. Um, no, just like, yeah, I guess like the relativity of, of trauma and, and 
you know, if me, for example, like I've worked with so many women who've been through really like intense experiences and there's this tendency within me to be like, I haven't experienced anything because it's like relative to other people. But um, yeah, through doing my own deep work on my, on my base and on my yoni and like with other practitioners as well, like I've had such incredible breakthroughs, both letting go of experiences like from my you know, teenage years, but also like ancestral memories that like I've been holding in my body that, that it's like, I'm the one in my lineage to be working, like to have both the privilege, but also the responsibility to do this work. So, so also feeling myself as this clearing vessel for, you know, my own life experiences, but also like that, those of my ancestors and, and those of the collective as well, because, um, yeah, this work is equally around like letting go of physical tension, but it's also around emotional tension. So how can we as women like fully reclaim our, our emotional capacity and our, and our feminine expression from, you know, the most intense, exquisite pleasure to absolute rage and, and, you know, or, or the deepest grief for, for the state of the planet or whatever it is that we're holding in our bodies um, that that's trapping this life force. So yeah, that, that's just another point I really wanted to mention that excites me is like how, yeah, or even an invitation to your listeners to, to start to look at what, what emotions do they feel, you know, blocked from exploring, like especially like our wildness has been so shamed so or, you know, our like seductive powers have been so repressed over the years. So it's like how do we start to bring all these different parts of us into the light so that they can be integrated and we can live more embodied and juicy and yeah like integrated lives wow i literally could not agree more and i wrote down in in, i'm just taking notes and i wrote down the shame of feeling Mm -hmm. and i know that even with myself working with women around emotions in their menstrual cycle yeah along with you know chakra work and ayurvedic work and ayurvedic psychology is that there's so much shame into feeling something that's not approved by society. Yes. And you can't be triggered by something as simple as, you know, like someone walking in and cutting you in the middle of the aisle at the shopping center. <laughs> you know, mm. Why can't we have the ability to feel anger and rage? And I call that your natural animal instinct. Like why can't yeah. animal like, and I know through, I guess you could say sensual and sexual expression, animal, mm we are animals and it's easy yeah. to forget that and I've, i i just want to reiterate what you said that yes feel and if you feel some shame around feeling a certain way mm. it's it's completely normal but it's not okay <laughs> so mm-hmm. really important um, mm. and i and i guess in the process of of reclaiming this you know it brings up it brings up a lot so it's also how can we feel these things that perhaps we and our mothers and our grandmothers were never safe enough to feel? How do we bring that through in a really safe and, and healthy way? You know, it's like, because say feminine rage has been so repressed, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means that it comes out as passive aggression at our partner or like road rage. So it's not about kind of projecting that outwards, but taking full responsibility of like, Hey, I'm having this, this response to, you know, some trigger, I'm going to go and process that in a really healthy way. That's also safe for my body and safe for everyone else around me. Um, but it's a deep fucking journey of, of like, yeah, doing, doing that in a way. It really is fucking like, deep, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's, 
it's the same as if you think of your your own physical health journey you're like you think yeah i'm on the top of the hill i'm at the mm-hmm. i'm at the summit and it feels great <laughs> up here and then you're like whoa just became a beginner again and i'm really mm-hmm. learning about this next stage and i think the more that you unlock into getting to know yourself the more you crave knowing yourself mm-hmm. the more you want to delve into it and i think it's such a beautiful journey and i guess something i would like to share with the listeners is that to not be afraid of what you feel because it's mm. just a feeling and i think we judge ourselves too much because we live in a world mm. that's full of judgment yeah but hey that's just what it is but let's mm. jump to the question around menstrual cycles yeah tension so and then i want to jump mm. and i want to ask that same question around our sensual and sexual expression so how yeah. does trauma potentially affect if at all our menstrual cycle mm. yeah so trauma and tension i mean even just like yeah intense emotions like I, i'm gonna speak from my like i'm not a trained kind of menstrual teacher like you you know menstrual cycle educator like you are but I can definitely speak from my own life experience with, with my period and, and especially witnessing over the la- witnessing it over the last few years and having periods where it's fully in sync and it's like completely pain-free and then going through times where I'm, you know, I'm under more emotional churning or, you know, big processes and then seeing like in the last few months actually, like I've been bleeding almost every two weeks and that's been like, quite intense to obviously experience on a physical level, but also feeling like I have such deep trust in my body that, um, yeah, even though it was slightly inconvenient at times, I I know that my body is helping me in processing everything I've been going through, um, both for myself and also feeling like there's this collective layer of, of transmuting and alchemizing that's going on through my womb because I've, I've offered it up kind of as a vessel for, for that, for the collective. Um, but yeah, even in the last kind of, in the last two weeks feeling like, oh, everything's starting to slow down and, um, yeah, really, uh, yeah, I'm in New Zealand at the moment and feeling is like this winter is steadily approaching and, and here and like everything, you know, the, the nights are starting at five o'clock and just feeling like I'm actually honoring the cycles of nature. I'm feeling my body kind of sinking into that and I'm inviting in less kind of rapid transformation for myself and inviting a phase of just like rest and rejuvenation. And and I can already feel my cycle balancing itself out and yeah, I get, yeah. Does that answer the question? It does. And I think I love that you, um, I guess shared your personal experience in Mm. the sense of how, tension and trauma can affect your menstrual cycle because everyone's version of trauma is very, very different. And so sometimes it can be extremely traumatic and it yeah. might even be a trauma, not physically to yourself. So mm-hmm. if, we, if we open up, okay, what could trauma look like and what could trauma feel like? Trauma is mm. not just, um, you know, I had a sexual experience where I was abused hypothetically. But trauma can be I lost a really close loved one in my life. Mm -hmm. And what happens is both of those somewhat equally impact your nervous system. And then because it impacts your nervous system, it actually affects other systems in your body, including the endocrine, Mm -hmm. which is your menstrual cycle. And the reason why I ask this, Leila, is Mm -hmm. a lot of women 
when around their cycle signs. So heavy periods, bloating, cramping, headaches, migraines, back pain, you know, any, like any cycle sign really mm. refer that to either food or movement. Mm. And they don't really address what's going on Emotions. in their lifestyle. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I love that you shared openly. So we're currently recording this in June of 2020 and the last mm. two to three months we've been really experiencing COVID-19 globally yeah. and collectively women are really feeling a repatterning. And I've spoken about this in mm-hmm. a few podcast episodes and therefore that's changing their menstrual cycle. So I want to use that as an example that yeah. when we're having trauma in the outside world, that impacts our internal world, which is menstrual yeah. cycles. So let's ask the same question about how can trauma affect a woman's ability to have a sensual and sexual expression? So let's mm-hmm. say a woman wanting to self-pleasure herself sexually yeah, or a woman wanting to self-pleasure even just simply, you know, like a breast <laughs> massage or yeah. Yeah, go for a nice long walk on the beach. That's self-pleasure. Mm. But, how can trauma intention affect a woman's ability to really engage and heighten her sensual and sexual expression? Yeah. Oh, I want to like just like start that by like taking a deep breath and just <laughs> Please, feeling like my that. own system like. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, so it's like, you know, when we're holding tension in the body, it's so hard for us to to be receptive. I just lost... Is the rain a bit loud? No, 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 you just broke up. So um, just go back to say after your long, deep breath. <laughs> okay, cool. Long, deep breath, great. Yeah, you tell me if it cuts out again. It's raining yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> no, that's all right. We were talking about how trauma can affect us and entirely fine <laughs> oh, i'm like i don't i can't miss this it has to be good fuck who knows uh-huh. I'm not even podcast. <laughs> um yeah so like tension and and stress and um trauma in our system is deeply affects our ability to really tap into our feminine nature which is that part of us which is receptive and sensual and orgasmic and pleasurable and and just like you know it's it's juicy so as soon as we're in a state of contraction if you just even imagine your body you know your jaws tight your hips are tight no way you're going to be able to to really activate and allow life force to move through you so yeah even a few tips for your listeners to start to like shake out some of that tension that we're that we hold because we haven't been taught the processes to let go of that is just to like deep breathe and start to allow your body to just move. And, and another really important factor of, of like deep embodiment is our ability to sound. So, you know, as, as we sound, you know, our, our um, throat chakra and our sacral center are so interconnected. So another way that women have been super shut down from, from their sexuality and their sensuality is because we've also felt unable to really express ourselves both in terms of sharing our truth with the world, but also when we're in pleasure, you know? So as, as we start to like open our jaws and, and sound and breathe and move, we start to let go of some of that tension. Um, but yeah, on, on a physical level um, with some of the women that I've worked with, you know, when we're doing this internal pelvic massage, you can actually feel areas where, um, where there's like 
big energetic blockages and um or or physical tension like the muscles are just super tense and actually it's it's an emotion that's wanting to be to be moved from that part of the body so i could you know simply be like pressing on an area and being like hey like tune into to what's coming up right now and maybe there's um you know rage around something that happened when they were 16 that they then need to like go into that feeling and let it move through their whole body and vibrate that that out of their system and then suddenly it's like magic suddenly pleasure where there was pain a moment ago um Mm. can start to emerge or somewhere where there was like a total black spot and numbness and they couldn't feel a thing say in their g-spot it's like when we start to just give permission for the body to process and to feel and to let go of the the shame and the guilt and and you know whatever it is that we might be holding on to we just need to let our bodies know like, Hey, I hear you. Or like, Hey, what are you wanting to express? Or like, you know, just creating that, that space for your body to do what it knows how to do, but that we've, we've forgotten how to give it the space to do that, you know? So yeah, I guess, yeah, that like, like, yeah, the way we, the way we hold tension in our bodies deeply affects our ability to really tap into our sensual and our sexual nature. Um, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because Mm. I feel that there's a lot of women and even myself in the past, I've definitely experienced some sexual um, personal trauma and that was largely emotional and Mm -hmm. it really, I don't want to say belittled, it's the wrong word, but it really diminished perhaps is a better word. um, Mm. My, my own sensual and and sexual expression. And I really felt unfeminine. This was actually before I took my my own menstrual cycle or began my own menstrual cycle journey. And Mm. the more you, you step into that and actually acknowledge it's kind of like rebuilding and restructuring your relationship with your best friend, who's actually yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's really about feeling and then releasing. I guess the whole podcast we've, talk, we've chatted is really about feeling, acknowledging mm-hmm. and releasing. Yeah. And I know that for women who are at a stage in their lives, maybe sensually or sexually, maybe you're a teen or a tween wanting to learn about this, or maybe you're in your forties and you're like, I'm wanting, I know I can have, let's just say a better sexual expression or a better sexual experience. Mm. I can have maybe a bigger release, a bigger orgasm or whatever it might be. Mm a lot of that just comes back to, well, what are you holding on to? Or maybe what are you afraid of? Or where do you feel Mm. fear or shame? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And yeah, I think shame is like another topic that we totally should like, yeah, mention because there's so many different layers. Let's talk about shame. Uh, (laughs) I literally thought you were going to be like, let's talk about sex, baby. I'm not saying I don't All the shame about sex. Um, but Before yeah, we like, do like, though, just really yeah, quickly, yeah, I want to open up into shame. But you mentioned uh, like just like just before about yoni massage. Mm-hmm. For those who have like oh, yoni massage, mm. yoni massage <laughs> actually do. Can you just explain really briefly? Like, sure. and I'll be I'll be the guinea pig. Do people just come and be like, "Can you please massage my yoni?" Is that how it works? So there are practitioners that, that that's more how they work for me. That's not what I'm, what I'm interested in. It's like, because yeah, because, (laughs) you know, I actually think that there is so many layers of, of 
yeah, of, of shame and conditioning and all of these things that actually for, for some women to come and just lie down on a practitioner's floor and like have their genitals massaged is actually not what they need. So for me, it's, it's creating a space of deep safety and sacredness where we can, where, you know, me and a client can drop into a space of, of actually like ceremony together and start to really give the body permission to just be and to start to soften. So we do like full body massage and we do some rituals to support them in like, okay, what are you ready to let go of? Like what spaciousness are we creating in your body? Um, I'm also a um, womb massage therapist. So I am equally as interested in, in, you know, external massage and doing deep clearing work on, on the womb space and on the ovaries and, um, and then also um, my sessions are around aligning with the heart. So then doing like some deep de-armoring of, of the heart space. And yeah, that's another term that's really supportive in understanding this work, which is, which is like body armor, which are these layers that we've been talking about of protection that we as humans build up because we haven't been taught how to, how to release them. So, so um, you know, that can be equally blocking, you know, a woman's, heart space so that yeah maybe she's really sexually empowered but her heart's totally closed and and you know she's not able to attract the kind of lover she wants or she's not able to feel this like deep sense of alignment within herself so we're also doing deep work on clearing the heart space and tuning in with the heart's truth and then you know depending on how a session's going um then we we start to also do some work around the outside of the genitals which is another place that as women, you know, we have, we've been conditioned that, or, you know, or shown images of a very particular type of like vulva. And oh my God, this could be actually... a whole topic on its own. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the labia, shall Let's we? Let's talk about labia. Let's talk about labia. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, it's not a, it's like, it's like every single woman is so unique and so different. And we've really mm. been conditioned to think, that vulvas are meant to look a certain way and that the fact that labiaplasty, which is the, the, the cutting of, of the labia, the inner labia. It's like plastic um, surgery for your, for your labia. And for those who don't know. It's the highest, like it's the, it's the, it's the most highest rate of plastic surgery of cosmetic surgery is fake boobs and fake bums. Isn't that in? Yeah. Apparently like that's the stats I've heard. So if that's saying any, and girls as young as 16, you know, and like younger getting permission from their mums and their parents, you know, and excuse my language, but for fuck's sake. Yeah. Let's just do it. That was big for a second. Labia are your vulva lips, right? So the lips on the outside of your vagina, for those who don't know what Yes, so there's so there's the, the the labia majora, which are the outer outer labia, and then there's the labia minora, which is the the inner lips. So we've got we've got two sets of of these lips, and and primarily the this plastic surgery, which we don't need to kind of go into anymore, is is the cut the plastic surgery on the inner lips. And, and we're um, going to talk about shame. Mm, but this is yeah. a really great segue into it because if you think about why would a woman or a teenager a teen, holy crap, a teenager. But why would they want to change the way that they look? They've clearly seen somewhere that they feel mm-hmm. ashamed of how they look because of something. And yeah, I don't know about you, but where do you think this comes from? Because I think the porn industry. Has porn, yeah, I mean, totally. Are, are, we yeah, thinking, are I mean, you thinking what I'm thinking, big <laughs> one? Because I think we are big too. <laughs> oh, not as in pajamas, cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. Like when I've talked to my mom about this, because actually when I was a teenager, I was like victim to this and was like, actually, I never really considered it, but like I hated my inner labia and I was like, wow, they're not fully symmetrical and not like what I was seeing in, I don't even know where, some pornographic magazine that I must've got my hands on at some point or just some, you know, something, some comment a boy might've made or whatever it was. But it was like when I talked to my, anyway, this is a whole other topic, but like we when I talked to my, my mom about it, episode about <laughs> when I talked to my mom about it, you know, she was like, you know, in the 60s or whatever, 70s, like women had so much pubic hair, you wouldn't even see the the labia, you know? So it's like, as that has become more normalized for women to have a lot less pubic hair, I guess it's all become more exposed and kind of a certain tucked, tucked in looking yoni, which some women totally have. And that's beautiful, but it's definitely not, you know, some standard that all, all vulvas need to, um, to meet anyway. Um, so in my my sessions, you know, that can be another really big piece that comes for a lot of women is, is around starting to clear some of that shame and just like start to actually like talk to their yonis and maybe be like, Hey, like, I'm sorry that I've never loved you for how you are, you know, or like just starting to just like allow the emotions that are stored in all the different parts of the body to just start to bubble up in a really like safe and beautiful and feminine and yeah for me like softness and subtlety is really important as much as like catharsis it's, it's also around like how do we really just re-anchor safety in the body because for a lot of women they don't feel safe in their bodies so it's really about supporting like a repatterning so that we know we're actually safe we start to have a deeper connection to our boundaries we start to be able to listen to the truth that's trying to be expressed whether it's from our yonis or from our womb or from our heart or from our soul and and actually be guided by that instead of just from the mind which is a much more you know masculine way of of existing um and yeah then just to briefly mention then you know and this is all with a lot of um, context of, of boundaries and checking in and, and really deeply listening to the body. But then sometimes my sessions also, but not always include doing some internal pelvic release so we can um, start to let go. We, we feel into different pressure points and start to release. If there is tension, we start to awaken different areas so that more pleasure is ultimately available and yeah, we, we can also, we also, you know, explore the cervix, which is another place that women hold a lot of tension and trauma mm. and just starting to really gently invite those spaces to wake wake, wake up if they're kind of sleeping, you know, and let that armoring go and just give it like a, yeah, just, just like infuse those cells that, that are in a state of contraction, just beam love at them ultimately is what, yeah, is what might work yeah revolves around I guess it really reflects one simple word everything you've mentioned about your work Mm. and helping women I guess relax and let go is it support Mm. and Mm -hmm. feeling supported by say for example yourself um as a coach or a practitioner or an educator or a teacher but also your self-support Mm-hmm. You know, when you're feeling yeah. like you're in a position or a state of mind or a state of heart or a state of emotion, mm-hmm. support yourself in that. But then on top of that, when it, it comes to sexual experience and even with a partner, you know, we're speaking about labias and, you know, feeling that it doesn't look a certain way and it's therefore not impressive to someone else. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to change your, how you appear, even how you dress to mm-hmm. impress someone else, 
you're, you're trying to support them rather than yourself. Mm. And I think that through partnerships, whether it's, um, you know, a, a casual sexual experience or a deep, you know, sacred union sexual experience to be able to fully let go, you need to feel fully supported. And Mm -hmm. personally for me, like I only want to connect with someone sexually if I feel fully supported. Yeah. Um, Safe, you know? Yeah. yeah, So support and safe are just such great words. So, yeah. And, and for me, you know, in terms of like this work, like, I don't call myself a healer. I, I call myself a guide because I'm not interested in like, come and see me and get your pussy healed. It's like, no, come and let's co-create something magical that that's is, yeah, supporting you to be your own healer and supporting you to, to really listen to your boundaries and, and listen, like, is my Yoni like open? Is she engorged? Is she ready? Like starting to have, this deep intimate experience with our bodies so that then, you know, when we do go into self-pleasure or we do go into intimacy with another, um, that, yeah, that we are doing that from a place of, of authenticity and, and like, and, and, and power and empowerment, empowerment, you know, and, and that's where we can start to have these beautiful transcendent experiences with ourselves and with others. But it's not by bypassing. Like most women don't know that it takes 40 minutes to actually be ready for any kind of penetration, you know, it's like men are very different, but for women, like it takes us a lot longer to warm up. And it's, and it's also said in Tantra that our hearts need to be super, you know, open and activated before our, our sex, before our sex center opens. So yeah, my work, like I said before, is equally about how do we open the heart and then, you know, connect to the womb and then connect to the yoni kind of in that order. Um, so that we can have the most beautiful experiences just existing in our bodies. And, you know, that then translates into creativity and obviously fertility and all these other areas of life. It's not just about pleasure and lovemaking. It's also around, you know, what do you want to be, you know, when we're deeply connected to our womb and our fertility, it's like, what do we want to be birthing onto this planet? Do we want to be, yeah, maybe we want to be a mother or maybe we're an artist or maybe we're a healer that's ready to like launch our business and how do we start to, yeah, utilize like just the power that exists in our bodies to really bring through and birth the projects or the, you know, the, the life forms that want to come through us. It is bizarre to think that, this all comes from your yoni. <laughs> it's like for someone who's never heard this before, I might be like, what did what? you just say? My business can come from my yoni? What? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you mentioned about, so we're just, you were summing up and you were talking about, you know, the reconnection of the heart and the yoni. So yeah, like for women who are listening to this, Leela, and are wanting to have that deeper, connection or feeling you know they're being guided right now just listening to this episode with us Mm. thinking you know what I feel like I'm I'm holding on a little bit and that makes sense Mm. why this maybe feels a little bit painful or maybe Mm -hmm. why it hasn't worked out or maybe I'm repeating this same pattern in relationships yeah for women who were like sensing this and they're thinking well what do I do just just Mm. tell me what I need to do Mm. (laughs) what are three steps that a woman could begin with in reconnecting with their yoni and their heart space. Mm, beautiful, yeah. Mm, so, yeah, I guess I guess the first piece that I'd love to share is around 
embodiment. So, so the, the, the fastest way that we can drop from our mind and like the mental plane and the thinking and the kind of masculine part of us, which is also really important and needed and more into our feminine, into our bodies, um, is like I mentioned before, sound, breath and movement. So those are the, the fastest ways that we switch from our parasympathetic no, from our sympathetic nervous system to our parasympathetic nervous system, which is when we're in a state of being able to rest and relax and rejuvenate mm. and, and just be in our bodies, which actually like, most people aren't. <laughs> it's like fast to slow, right? So you're going from the yeah. fast to the slow. Mm-hmm. So it's from that state of like hypervigilance, hyper-awareness, fight, flight, freeze of like, ah, my boss wants me to do this and my husband wants this and my kids need this, <laughs> you know, good luck yeah. trying to have pleasurable sex from that state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Start to sound and breathe girl. and let your hips <laughs> move, you know, and it's like, oh, you actually allow your body to just sink and you can just visualize like the earth cradling you and you can just give some of this tension down to the earth and just like, so simple but like breathe (laughs) you know and sound and let your jaw like uh, open so that like yeah when we actually open our jaws it's a direct link to our hips and our yonis so you can feel your hips actually start to open when you soften the jaw so that would be my first step sound and breathe and move your body and like shake some of that tension out um the second thing would be Mm. (sighs) breast massage I feel is a really beautiful way to start to connect in with with yeah with one's heart space like our our breasts as women are physical extensions of our heart you know so again a lot of women don't have much sensation or feel like their hearts are just super closed and disconnected um so even just starting to like caress your breast and feel like energy from your palms moving through all that beautiful tissue and then you know penetrating into your heart and just like honoring like this beautiful heart of yours and 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 letting it whisper to you you know whether it's longings whether it's desires what what is it yeah craving and how can you start to give that to yourself before projecting that out onto another you know so that would be a second tip of like really just loving your breast and your heart and yeah just inviting some of that armor that so many of us walk around the world with to just dissolve and and really honoring it I think is the other piece like around body armor it's like not shaming ourselves for feeling blocked or closed or traumatized or fucked up you know it's like Mm. body i hear you like for every little inch you know of of this protection it's like not about like wishing it away but like hey i'm i'm here and you're safe and like what do you need to be able to let this go and often it's just that yeah it's just that space of like hey i hear you that that creates the permission for that armoring to just be like oh my god I just wanted to be acknowledged and not hated for a second and then sometimes that's all it takes for it to start to melt away so that's something you can do anywhere in your body that you feel like there's there's a a blockage you know or constriction or contraction um but yeah doing that especially around the heart can be really, really powerful and the third tip would be yeah more like erotic self pleasure so connecting in with your body whether that just looks like giving yourself like a delicious oil massage or having a bath or like 
you know, maybe it's more um, like a masturbation session you want to explore with yourself. And, and, and maybe that just means like copying your yoni. It doesn't mean you need to suddenly be like penetrating her, but just like caressing your labia and like loving them like you want another, like a lover to, to caress you, like starting to be your own lover and just offering your body like beautiful devotional touch yeah like that's such a journey you know we've been taught to just project and outsource all our pleasure and our power into others and this is about bringing all of that back and becoming that devotional lover for yourself um and and in terms of self-pleasure like not having a goal like it's not about climaxing it's not about you know, orgasm. It's about like just loving yourself up and, you know, maybe on, on that journey of self-pleasure, you come across somewhere that like there's pain or there's tension or like, oh, there's numbness. And how do you just be with that too? And not, and not kind of, yeah, shame yourself for that. Just welcoming whatever needs to arise to come through and like trusting that that's part of your healing process or your, you know, your self-love journey. Those would be three things that I would recommend for any woman that's wanting to just activate her juiciness and like come into her body and, and like expand her pleasure potential. These are beautiful and they're such simple things that any, like they're all free. <laughs> they don't cost you anything. So you can, like if you're listening to this right now, you can start this today. You know, just pick one of those and yeah. just get started and, you know, they're three yeah. simple things. So, yeah. Leila, this has been really amazing and I've loved having mm. you around. Like, I could, we could just keep chatting. There are so many other topics that I want to, like, know. open up to. Maybe we need to do a part <laughs> two and a part three. Hell yeah. Um, I would love that. But I want to say thank you so much for joining us. I have a final mm. question for you. Yes. And this yeah. is a question that we ask all of our guests is I want you to think back to your younger menstruating self when you first started mm-hmm. menstruating. What are three mm-hmm. guiding tips that you wish you knew then that you now know today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. The first thing is like your blood is sacred. Like I wish that, yeah, I feel lucky to have like, entered this path at an early age and had a really beautiful experience of my first bleed where like my mom and me had like a little ritual, you know, like I had an experience that so many women don't get. Um, but actually like connecting with like this sacred elixir that like comes through your body that's filled with just like magic and like potential and creativity and, and yeah, like, yeah, the first thing would just be like honoring like that blood as, this, this sacred thing that has the power to create new life. Um, so that would be one thing. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. The second would be that it's, it's a, it can be a tool for, for manifestation. Um, so yeah, doing, doing blood rituals has become quite a, regular part of my um yeah my monthly routine um and yeah for me what's more what's what's become more important than like using manifestation to you know attract more money or like get a dream house it's actually like offering it up for something bigger and there's this beautiful 
Hopi prophecy, which says like, as, as women reclaim their blood and offer it to the earth, like we once did, that there'll be less bloodshed on this, on this planet. And I, and I resonate with that so much. So each, each month I, I offer my blood back to the earth and, and I yeah invoke like planetary healing and like healing for, for the feminine in all bodies and, and yeah, for me, like using it as a portal for collective healing is something that my teenage self would have probably been like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> that, yeah, in some kind of simple way, I wish I'd just been, yeah, offered, offered like an insight like that of like, wow, this can actually be a portal for something so much bigger than, than me. And my third thing would be like just, don't be ashamed of your blood, I guess. Like that kind of relates to the first point, but I'm just thinking about all the like beautiful experiences I've had of like love making while I'm bleeding or like self-pleasuring while I'm bleeding or free bleeding like onto the earth or just like, yeah, like I also like use like my blood as like face mask sometimes because it's so full of stem cells and like I've had various people like walk in and think that I look like you know, a complete psycho but <laughs> it's just like, murder. <laughs> I'm just like fuck it you know like it is yeah it's just the most beautiful thing and like there's nothing that excites me more than like you know looking into my moon cup when I'm like bleeding and just like seeing like the vibrancy of of yeah, of my blood and just like connecting with it and just like loving it and like painting with it and just like, oh, I love bleeding. I'm like so excited, like calling my moon to, to come like today or tomorrow. Day 25, you're ready. I know. It. I'm so ready. You know, I'm just like <laughs> feeling my womb, like ready to drop. I just want to sink into the earth and just like bring it. So yeah, just like letting go of all that shame and dogma and bullshit that's tied into our cycles and just reclaiming it as the most magical thing on the earth Mm, it's beautiful Mm. and they're such great three tips thank Um, you i love the whole thing about (sighs) all of it all of it i just love all of it (laughs) because i i feel the same about all of that too i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm not the only crazy one that does a little Mm -hmm. dance when they see their period like everyone's like what the curse (laughs) <laughs> yeah I love actually hearing like if you're listening to this and you've never done anything like this with your period mm. blood before like experiment I know I love hearing from women who are like I p- just put my period blood in the garden for the first time yeah. I'm like yay for the veggies so um, beautiful mm, and it is it's life force so you mm-hmm. know why flush it down the toilet when you can mm-hmm. you know share that with yourself and others so mm-hmm. so beautiful Leela thank you so much for joining oh, us oh thank you it's everyone so listening, and they're like mm. I want more of this Leela <laughs> how do they um how can they find you how can they connect yeah. what's the best platform amazing um I'll give my email uh, my website and my Instagram so my Instagram is at Padmini, which is P-A-D-M-I-N-I underscore Y-O-N-I. So Padmini And then my website is padminiyoni.com. And, yeah, through there you can find my email and, yeah, shoot me a message. I'm based normally in, in Byron Bay, but I also travel to Sydney and Melbourne and for the foreseeable future I'm in New Zealand. But, 
yeah, planning to come back to Australia as soon as it's feasible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and if you ladies um, or men listening to this want to learn more about her work, please go visit her website. She's got some amazing programs and mm. you'll be able to find all the information there. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Amazing. Leela, thank you so Thanks, much for joining honey. us on the show. We definitely, so if you're love. open to it, definitely got to do a part two. For sure. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us mm. and stay safe over there in Kiwi. <laughs> thank you. Bye, darling. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.